Hello and welcome to the Hear Me Now podcast. The purpose of this project is to share how I was groomed by my youth pastor and was silent for years, but my journey continues today. Hear me now. Hey everyone, welcome back to the Hear Me Now podcast. Today is a really important episode, um, a little bit different. We're going to be listening to the confession we have on tape, um, Austin's confession. It's between Kevin and um, Austin. So we're just going to be listening and we'll pop in um, during it and um, just to clear some things up. But I think this is really important because we'll hear from his words, his own mouth, um, that he did what he did. So, Sam, if you're ready. Here we go. I asked you to come here because I have a problem and I wanted to run it by you. Okay. So, um, and trust me, this is super hard to sure. talk about. Uh, is all I want is transparency. This is mm-hmm. a conversation between me and you. Sure. I'd like for you to tell me about you and Elizabeth mm-hmm. several years ago. Yeah. And what happened, what took place, and it just was brought to my attention Sunday. Okay. Several people that know about it, I didn't know. I just, it just hurts me. And I mm. want to know, I want to hear from you. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And I'm, by no means, I'm asking for anything other than just transparency. Oh, I wanna, yeah. I want to get this behind us. Oh, yeah, for sure. Yeah. Forward, so. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, I'll tell you straight up. I mean, there, there was nothing inappropriate as far as um, physical anything. Um, so... As we know, the New Mexico story, that I've already shared that, and that was very physical. Um, another story I haven't shared that is very physical was at YFN. I'm not sure the year. It was either 2016, 2017. YFN is a, um, it's like a summer camp, Bible summer camp. And um, we were in a room. It was me, him, and my friend Emily that I've mentioned before. And he actually put his hand like on the inside of my thigh um very very high up um that's another very physical thing um very uncomfortable thing but physical nonetheless and so we when we hear your your story throughout the other episodes people need to understand that phys like the physical actions that he took are very important but there's a lot of verbal mm-hmm. things that go on that carry just as much weight. And we're not trying to, like, make it an even match between physical and verbal. We're mm-hmm. trying to say that both of these may exist in different numbers. One may be high and one, the other one may be very low. But it's the years in conversation and just the manipulation that happens Throughout that time, Mm -hmm. that's what hurts the individual. So you, the listener, don't get too caught up on, oh, it was just once. It was just twice. The damage lasts for years. Elizabeth is barely dealing with it and coming out from everything, from the results of everything that happened. And so don't put a measure on a single touch because you have to remember his age, his position, and how old Elizabeth was during that time. And what that can do to a child that doesn't understand. Mm-hmm. And that's why we're doing this podcast. Yeah. Let me and, con- um, go ahead. Well, another thing I wanted to say, uh, why um, I wanted to stop right here is 
he's trying to downplay the situation and we'll see that through the whole um recording is trying to downplay well it was a long time ago nothing like that really happened um to try to make it not so bad even though he's confessing to it he's trying to make it um like not again not so bad uh and we'll hear that throughout but I just wanted to stop and you know say the truth what actually happened and also say it's not um just not to downplay it and don't I don't want y'all to think that it's downplayed it's not that bad so here we go the only thing that ever transpired was conversations between her and I um which so to kind of give you a background of of this I were going through a really difficult time and we were basically just we were on the brink of destruction basically um, and things were really, really, really rough. And uh, she was pregnant with and was um, sent. Okay. And so Elizabeth's going to jump in here because he said a few things that just don't line up during this time. But I just want to put this out there to the listener. Throughout this recording, you're going to hear some edits. They sound like this. So we're the, the total confession was over 40 minutes 45 minutes long and we've edited it down to specific times when that that speak to elizabeth as far as them being a lie or exaggeration and that's why she's going to touch on uh, the shorter version of the confession but at the end of this podcast if you keep listening i'm going to have the full version of the confession for you to listen to but for the sake of the episode we have a condensed version go ahead Elizabeth Mm -hmm. so I did not know them whenever his wife was pregnant with their second child or I didn't know them um at all and so you'll hear him say that some of this stuff they've dealt with already and um he just says a lot of stuff like they they sought um therapy and but I didn't know them at that time so he is getting his stories mixed up with another um situation they had in their marriage that um i don't know how to say it It wasn't similar to my situation it was a little bit more um yeah during during this part he's he's trying to connect help that he was getting for his marriage and trying to connect it with what was going on with elizabeth but those were separate things Mm -hmm. One was happening in his marriage, but the situation with Elizabeth was still in existence and it was not being addressed. This was the beginning and nobody knew. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, I, again, I didn't know them yet. Um, I actually met them months and months after their second child was born. So, again, he will he will say this multiple times throughout that they sought counseling and the counselors know and other pastors know and his grandpa knows but that's a lie i there's no no um no there's no connection yeah yeah no chance that i this could even be um what he's talking about yeah he he wasn't referring to you no he's referring to somebody else 
bed rest, but something was going on with her, with the pregnancy. So she's on bed rest. She's having a hard time. We're having a hard time. We're going through several things that are very, very difficult in our marriage. And um, I had a very, 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 well, we both did. both had a very, very, very strong connection with all three of those girls. They watched the kids all the time. They babysat, this and that, all different kinds of things. And so for us, those three with them were the strongest of any relationship we had with any other student. And so we were very, very, very close. And probably, and of course, with this situation, yes, but probably too close as youth pastors to the students. Um, we were too close. Um, so to me, that shows that he understands that what he did was inappropriate. We, He was too close to not only all three of us, but me especially. So it's just an admission of guilt. So with him saying too close... Like, I feel like if we stopped the podcast right now and we didn't go through the rest of the confession for parents, the phrase too close, Mm -hmm. how would you, how much would you want a parent to listen to that or ignore it? Like, how important is it to hear that and say, parent, don't, don't ignore that. That's, that's a sign that Mm -hmm. can lead to something. Right. Um, Because you can be close with someone like, um, I'm close with you, but we're too close is um we are spending too much time together they know too much um i'm probably having conversations i wouldn't usually have especially with a student um so if the person in power is saying that they're too close to a child that kind of they're giving themselves up at that point there's a to me i feel like there's a deeper meaning from Mm -hmm. for you know in him saying too close yeah but not but avoiding to describe what too close is and i want y'all to connect what elizabeth has shared with us about the text about the conversation about the physical touches that he did that is the part that you don't hear when someone says too close Mm -hmm. so that alone in itself is a red flag if you are thinking maybe you feel like some grooming may be going on in your life specifically those three um because we let them stay the night at our house all the time all kinds of stuff so anyways um we were going we were going through it and basically it was my fault but i started talking to elizabeth in a way of like you know hey if my relationship with doesn't work out you know who knows maybe something could transpire here which, again, inappropriate, completely inappropriate. Um, and so we started having basically conversations like that. Um, never. He describes the, you know, if things don't work out with him and his wife, that maybe something could work out with you and him. What ages, what age were you and him when he was saying that? I just want to put that in, the, in people's mm-hmm. memory right now. I was... Um. 14 almost 15 at the time and he he was 22 so that way you're listening right now keep that in mind that he just said that he said that to her and that it was inappropriate but the ages are so important if you were to subtract the ages and it was just a normal conversation it, it might not raise any flag it's almost acceptable if if it's just random people 
But in this situation, the numbers are so important. Mm -hmm. Keep that in mind as you're listening to this audio. Anything that was um, bad as far as, um, God, I don't even know how to describe it, but basically it was just dreaming up, if you will, just talking. Gotcha. And that's all it was. And really, when it, when you when I when I go back and think about it, like all that was was me talking out of my own hurt and my own mess that I was in, and basically positioning myself in a worse situation. And so finally, um, that's another admission of guilt. He admitted that he put himself in a bad, like he was a bad situation. Um, on this part, what jumped out to me, is it's just, he was downplaying it already. Mm -hmm. And we've talked about this in other episodes about the groomer downplaying it or trying to redirect the, the conversation or the truth to make the outcome play in his favor. Mm -hmm. And so as he's saying this, understand that he's talking to Elizabeth's stepdad. So he's trying to control their conversation. He's trying to control the way that Kevin is going to respond or react by phrasing things a certain way. And so I don't want you to overlook that because if you ever have to confront the groomer and this, and most groomers are going to be quick on their feet. They're going to be slick with their words and they're going to have that kind of personality. And so they're going to be naturally trying to put one over you. And so you really have to listen to the small details in order to get an idea of what's really happening. Because if you listen to the whole conversation, there's a good chance that they're going to, you know, try to put one over your head because mm -hmm. that's what they do They're, You know, in this case, he's a communicator. He, you know, he, he's been preaching for, for many years and so you have to put that in play. And who is your groomer? What do they do? What is their profession? Because that could that's going to play to their advantage naturally. Not that it's strategic, but it's just going to be natural for them to describe and say something a certain way so it doesn't seem so bad. And we kind of right. see that throughout this interview. And another little tactic he's doing, and he's talking about it, like so nonchalantly like oh, no big deal i'm just telling you like i to i do this all the time like and then laughing through it and um another thing like his phone is going off the whole time and a little bit later you'll hear him answer the phone um and that just showed me like this is not important to him um he couldn't really care less i feel like so I, that just is another thing that really, um, Kate, like, stood out to me. It's just, I mean, if that was me, I'd be shaking in my boots. Like, I'd be so nervous. Um, the father of who I did this to is coming at me. I wouldn't just be talking like it's a normal topic. Yeah, and you'll be hearing more of that as we continue of, mm -hmm. of how nonchalantly he's talking about the subject. Uh, when it, finally, I just basically came to the conclusion, like, this has got to stop. Um, I am going to get in massive amount of loads of trouble. And so is she, you know, yeah. and then, you know, I'm going to lose my marriage and all kinds of stuff like this has got to right. come to an end. But basically just one day, just completely cut it off. And that was it. And so. Mm, okay. So 
that whole thing where he said he cut it off, he realized he was going to get in a lot of trouble, he was going to lose his marriage, um, no. That, it only stopped whenever I left the church, and I blocked him on everything. He still would reach out, like, on Instagram, like, DM me, trying to reach out, or going through AFSA, trying to get a hold of me, but he never ever once tried to stop what he was doing it's when I left years and years later and did all the stopping him from communicating with me and so right here he makes it sound like it was him mm-hmm. that stopped it and it was a key thing that he said that quite frankly I just didn't like that he said that if he didn't stop it was going to hurt him but it was also going to hurt you yeah and and so a, a groomer will make it seem as if they care if they really cared, they wouldn't groom who they're grooming. Mm-hmm. But once they get pressed, they're going to try to put out there that they do care about the individual. Yeah. And trying Obviously. to take the, all of the heat off of him. Nothing yeah. would have happened to me. I was 14, 15. I, you, I wouldn't get in trouble. It would all be him. So he's just trying to take some of the heat off of him as well. Really, the relationship then with Elizabeth was never really the same after that. It was always kind of a standoffish, um, you know, I'm, I'm here, but I'm not here type thing. You know, I'm, I'm present. Um, and so then of course, when we left the glory church, then that was really it. I mean, we, she completely stopped talking to us entirely because we also, aside from that situation, we broke their hearts by, having to leave the glory church and we were going out to Allen to take jobs out there so they were all especially those three were devastated they were they were they were crushed by it and so basically it's taken god what is it now i mean all these years to rebuild relationship back up specifically with her it's taken many years for elizabeth to to come around and um and so you know there was apologies that were that took place, you know, please forgive me. I forgive you. Like all that kind of stuff. Uh, okay. M- many years for you to come around. Talk, mm-hmm. talk about that. Um, I, I feel like it, it could, he's saying that for his advantage mm-hmm. and then the, the apology part as well. So I'm sure we talked about this before, but I, like I said, I left, blocked them on everything. And then recently, I guess it was 20, 21. I, started coming around and we did talk about this because I said I was in a uh, very hard place in my life. I was going through a really tough time and AFSA was there and she was like my only person I had. So, um, and I wanted church. I wanted to, you know, have my relationship with God, but that was to me felt like the only place. So I went there for AFSA. And, um, so that's what he's talking about. It took many years for me to come back around, but, um, if I never went through that time, I would have never gone back. So I don't know what he's talking about. But in him saying it took many years to build up the relationships with all of them, uh, Emily left because she realized, like, whenever I left and I blocked him on everything, she was like, whoa, hold up, this is wrong. She left. She didn't talk to him. There was another person that knew. Um, he started coming back around after I did because he saw me there and he was like okay well she's healed from this I'll I'll come back around um but he's left again he like I, I talked to him about it and he's like oh yeah so he's gone again so there's many people that like 
left and he tried to rebuild back relationships. But, um, yeah. And no apologies were ever said. Especially back then, no um, apologies ever. To rebuild relationship back up. Specifically with her, it's taken many years for Elizabeth to to come around. And, um, And so, you know, there was apologies that were that took place, you know, please forgive me, I forgive you, like all that kind of stuff um, happened and we, you know, and, and the rest basically is history. Um, so when you guys, when you, when, when, well, first of all, when she started coming back around, um, we were very thankful. We were grateful because it didn't have to be that way, right. you know, um, for every reason. It didn't have to be that way. She didn't have to come back around and I guess really at the end of it, we Hello? Hey. So he's obviously getting a lot of texts and phone calls. Mm-hmm. How do you feel um, it, about hearing the confession and then hearing that going on as well? Uh, like I said, it just shows that this is important to him. Um, I, yeah, I don't know. If I'm having an important meeting, I don't even bring my phone. So him to sit there, not even turn the sound off, answer the phone. It just really shows to me his character about it. And, and the reason that this is important is because if you're going through this, if you're having to confront your groomer and, and you're going to step down this, this difficult path of bringing everything to light, how are you going to feel when that individual isn't taking you serious? When they're too busy to either come to a meeting, to talk to you without interruptions, to, to have a serious demeanor without laughing or sounding as if it's not important. To me, that is going to just press you to lose it, to lose your cool. Mm-hmm. And we will interview Kevin and Elizabeth's mom at some point, but you can tell that Kevin is, his demeanor is, He's he's steady and he doesn't he's not aggressive or anything, but trust me that he is dealing with some stuff while while Austin is confessing, talking, doing whatever it is that he's doing. Kevin is also showing restraint, Mm -hmm. which is key for you to when you open the lines of communication with the groomer or whoever it is. If you're aggressive, the lines of communication will be shut. And you may not get or hear what you need to hear. So as ugly as it sounds, it's important to be able to have a full conversation if you find yourself in the position that Kevin did. And so I'm just commending him for his Mm -hmm. demeanor throughout this this confession, throughout this talk. It's not easy. And as you hear it, I don't want you to think that it was easy for Kevin. We talked... There's some answers that we were wanting to have. Sure. One of them, and some understanding, too. Um, I mean, Elizabeth was, what, 15, 16 years old at the time? And, uh, I mean, and they were going through the divorce. And her biggest thing is this, that you're in a position of power, Mm -hmm. a minister at the Mm -hmm. time. Mm -hmm. And... You're kind of held to a different standard. Absolutely. And it was, she was really looking at you as kind of like a father figure. Yeah. 
Uh, she needed the church. Mm-hmm. And she needed friends yeah. at that time. Yeah. And so she feels like, and, and you know, Kim and myself feel like at that time that things were kind of mischievous. Mm-hmm. And there was a, a certain thing that was said that really triggered me. Mm-hmm. And that is, if the church finds out, they're going to blame you. Not you, but Elizabeth. Now, how is that said now? If somebody finds out or anybody finds out. This was said at that time? Back then. Oh. That that if somebody finds out, the church is going to blame you, not me. Oh, wow. That coming from you. Okay. Well, I don't remember saying that at all. Um, Well, that's stuck in her head because Elizabeth shares everything. So, that just really made me like mad him saying he doesn't remember saying that um that's so manipulative and just wrong I don't know how else um so of course he's gonna say he doesn't remember saying that because that's terrible um but I remember exactly where we we were in the um little foyer area of the church and everything was and that church was blue. And so I w- we were standing right uh, before you walk into the kids area. And in between the foyer, we were standing right there. And I was crying because I was like, this cannot be happening. Like, this is insane. Um, I cannot be in this situation. And he came up to me. He's like, what's wrong? And I told him. I was like, this is so wrong. Like, this cannot be happening. You need to stop. You need to tell Melissa. And that's when he said that. Um, so him saying he doesn't remember is just. He he remembers that. And it's interesting that he says when specifically and how exactly did I say it? Mm-hmm. Specifics, they matter, but don't put a lot of weight on it. For some, in some instances, many years are going to pass. And so you're not going to remember specifics, but they can manipulate not being specific. If it doesn't play to their favor and they say, well, I didn't say that. And if you missed it by one word, mm-hmm. what they're saying makes them feel like they're saying the truth. Mm-hmm. But the but the general thing that Elizabeth is sharing with us is true, but it may not be specific. So don't get those twisted. That's manipulative. And you can kind of see that right now as he's talking when specifically and how specifically that doesn't don't fall for those tricks at the end of the day understand the general conversation that was had at that time and if you're lucky if someone has a great 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 memory elizabeth do you have a great 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 memory let's just say you don't no i really the reason i'm saying that is so that you don't hold that over someone's head you're trying to tell a story and remember certain things not specific things and if you do great if you don't your story is still worth sharing Right. Oh, yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And, yeah. And so this is why it took so long for her to come to us about this. Mm-hmm. Because she felt ashamed mm-hmm. and uh, hurt. Yeah, and, absolutely. And, uh, you know, and she was more afraid about what was going to happen. You know, we started the church with you and stuff like mm-hmm. that. And, mm-hmm. um, and that type of verbiage being said is manipulative. Absolutely. And... Predator mm-hmm. state. Mm-hmm. If someone says that, if I say something, if something comes out, it's my fault. Yeah, taking the blame off of them, mm-hmm. which 
at that time means that you knew what you were doing. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I mean, you were an adult. Right. So. So he's a he's agreeing to being manipulative and a predator having predator behavior. Um, to me, that's really all you need to hear through it. Like, um, he's admitting to it. He can't say that he didn't do it. He can't say this is all a lie. He's admitting to being a predator. People will listen to that part, and then they can hear Austin just going, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And they're going to say, Elizabeth, that's not agreeing. But I want you, the listener, to understand that that was his moment to say that he doesn't believe he was. Mm. He could have vocalized that he wasn't. And that's where we're drawing that from. He didn't deny it. He agreed to it based on what Kevin is telling him at that moment and what you're listening to right now. And so you have to keep up with what's going on because the predator is going to try to throw you off. And trust me, I feel he's being strategic by saying, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I don't know when or if he'll ever try to use that with someone else to say, when does mm -hmm mean I'm agreeing and confessing when I, I just know that that's how he's going to try to spin it. Yeah. But the, but that was the moment for him to say, I wasn't, and I don't agree with you. Right. And he didn't. So keep that in mind because all of this can be twisted to play in his favor, but it can also be twisted to pl be played in your favor. So don't, don't think that this is just one side, it, but it's important to hear the little details. And in this point, he didn't de deny or say, Nope, that's not me. I'm sorry. Those are, those words are too strong. I don't agree with the predator part. Maybe it was inappropriate, but he, but he didn't say that. Right. But he had the opportunity to say that. And so I think that that carries a lot of weight. And it does. And think about it. If if you're on the side of he, he didn't agree, he didn't agree. If someone came at you and was saying, um, hey, I know you stole my computer. And if you know you didn't, you would bounce right up and say, no, I didn't. And explain yourself and ask why you're saying that. This is crazy. You don't just sit there and mm-hmm. Yeah, mm -hmm. I think I think that's a good example. Let me let me let's break that down a little bit because I think it's important. So let's just say you had a computer and I ended up with it right on accident, but I left with it. I didn't steal it, but I didn't want to leave it out in the lobby somewhere. So I took it and then you're like, oh, my gosh, I was with Sam the other day and he stole my laptop. OK, yeah. yeah. OK, the laptop was taken by me. Think about it. Follow along with me. And then someone confronts me and says, Sam, you stole Elizabeth? You t Tell me, Elizabeth, like I, as if you're questioning me. Um, Sam, that's my laptop. Did you steal it? I, no, no, no. You left it the other day, and I took it with me because I didn't want someone to steal it from the lobby mm -hmm. as opposed to just saying, mm-hmm. Yeah. So I, I'm just – that was a funny thing, a funny <laughs> example but if it was another way, you would say it. Like, yeah. I don't even have to think about it. I took it because I didn't want someone else, whatever. Yeah. So try to use your common sense in what you're hearing and how you would use it to help you or to manipulate the other person. Just It's just something basic that we all know. Right. That being said, what I'd like for this to, to happen mm -hmm. And I like to keep this. I don't want to hurt the church. No. I don't want to hurt the congregation. I don't want mm -hmm. to hurt anything. 
but there are certain things that need to be done. Elizabeth needs to be apologized to. Absolutely, yeah. Okay. And this one's going to be the hard one. Mm-hmm. I believe she needs to know. Mm-hmm. So, so she. So, let me just say something about that. With it being in connection to what we were going through at that time, mm-hmm. we sought plenty of counsel um, from multiple pastors and people that were in our life at the time that helped us walk through that process. Gotcha. Those those men of God that we confided in, they knew. Did they know what you were doing? Everything. Okay, so Elizabeth's going to share something about a few comments he said right now, but I want y'all to also be aware that when you hear the sound, there's also names being said that we've just we've uh, put that sound over those names as well. So right, and like I said earlier, he's saying that they sought counsel and that everybody knew what he was doing. No, I again I didn't know them then. He is talking about the situation that was going on between them and their marriage prior to me even knowing they existed. So that's what he is talking about. He's not talking about me at all. Um, his wife had no idea, none at all. And so we're going to continue playing the auto. This, this one's this, this stretch, this gap right here is a little bit longer. So we'll just listen and then we'll jump back in here in a bit. Pretty much grooming, a 15, 16 year old girl to become your wife when she turns 18. Right, right. Because there, there's those different com- ways. Those of, conversations did transpire, yes. And to a 15, 16 year old girl, let's look at this from mm-hmm. your standpoint. Your daughter mm-hmm. is going to church, has a youth minister, is doing exactly what you did mm-hmm. to her. How would you feel? Yeah, absolutely. And what would you want? Yeah. Let me ask you a tough question. It should be fairly simple. Have you said or done anything like this to any other girl? Oh, no, absolutely not. No, no. No, I think what what happened was that, like I said, we were too close. Well. With with all three of them. Yeah. And I'm not making excuses. But there are, I have text messages. Mm Mm-hmm. All the text. We we were, we were, we, I. And. the, The bottom line is that. I position myself, mm-hmm. and I understand that, in a way that should have never transpired. Absolutely. You know, regardless of what the situation is, that that's a decision that at the time I made. Now, as far as the statement that was manipulative, which I believe is 100% manipulative, mm-hmm. I don't recall ever saying that. Mm-hmm. If I said it, then you know, obviously, Lord, Lord, forgive me in Jesus' name. But I don't, I don't recall saying it. But I'm not saying I yeah. didn't say that because it was so long ago. It was a long time ago. Yeah, and and and, and so you know, much has happened since are, then. It's like, oh my gosh. You know, as a a man of God, I prayed about this. Yeah, hard. Yeah, hard. For the, I mean, can understand how upset mm-hmm. the family is mm-hmm. and. Me and Kim thought about it, talked about it. We said, if we have to not just protect her, but in case. Mm -hmm. And this is is what we came up with at the prayers, is if we give you the opportunity to talk to to tell her about what took place. Mm -hmm. It's been years. I'm sure your your marriage is strong enough to Mm -hmm. to withstand this. Uh, That 
I would like for her to talk to me and tell mm-hmm. me that what's been done has been done. Mm-hmm. It's over with. But the reason why I say this is because mm-hmm. she'll see if there's signs in the future. I'm mm-hmm. not saying that you would. No. But as a man to protect yeah. other people and not get anybody else involved, that would be the ideal thing. So, um, I just wanted to clear that up. His wife did call Kevin, but she knew nothing other than he was confiding in the three of us, the three girls, about um, their marital problems. She knew nothing of the grooming, of the physical, of um, him trying to get me to marry him. If they don't work out, he knew she knew nothing of that. So whenever she called Kevin, um, Kevin wanted to talk to her separately, but of course he didn't let that happen. It was off his phone, and he was standing right there. So yeah, so she she called and she said, "Okay." He told me what was going on, and Kevin um, pressed her a little bit, you know, asked her a couple of deeper questions, and she had no idea. So I just wanted. I didn't want anybody to have questions about that and like, oh, she knew and she hadn't done anything. She she didn't know. He tried to keep it um, as minimal as possible what he told her. And he, here's another like hear me now key for you to, to take with you. You need whatever you can do, and it's not going to be easy, but when you have conversations that include several people, if there's separation, if someone is controlling the conversation, you know, separately, there's a good chance that whatever needs to be said isn't being said. It's being, the story's being shared differently. And everything is going to come to light when you get everyone together, when the stories start collaborating. And that's why Elizabeth is doing this podcast because we can see the stories from different perspectives where they align and don't align. And so if, if there's, if there's never a room with everyone in it, be very careful on the info that you're getting because there, some of it may be manipulated. It may just be straight up lying, whether it be a timeline or something that, like the things that you're hearing now. But that's something that that's a takeaway that you can get from listening to all of this that we're that we're offering you in this podcast. The only two things was. You know, at the time it took place, she needed somebody, like I said, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and and that we, she was really hurt, and she still is hurt. Yeah, uh, we tried I, to help I would her like that. as best as we could to walk through that whole process well, with her dad. Well, and at that, that was time, tough. Yes, it is. But at the time, she really was looking for that mm-hmm, from you, and mm-hmm. then it's, I think it was really, really, definitely you said it not appropriate for mm-hmm. a man of your stature being held accountable to a higher standard mm-hmm. but also talking to three teenage d- girls mm-hmm. and and tell them about your marital stat- problems and everything mm-hmm. just so wrong yeah no it, it was it and was there's even one thing that stuck in her head that what took place in new mexico mm-hmm. and, you know just all these little things so i don't want to go any further but i i'm asking you to talk to and have her call me okay by saturday Okay. I, okay. I'm asking because I need it done now. 
I need to know that that this is never going to happen again. Oh, 100%. Yeah. And if I'm asking for this for one reason, and that is to ensure, just give us peace of mind that this is never going to happen again. And this is very, very important mm-hmm. to me. Mm-hmm. Right here, what I'm about to say is I don't want to hear ever any kind of bashing Mm-mm. towards Elizabeth. No. My, my family Mm-mm. or anyone at all. So before I just thought this was important because um, when his staff hears this or his wife or the church, I think it's important to know and the staff will know because they were there. He was calling me a liar and he was calling me crazy to his staff before we had um, the, the big meeting with their staff and us. Um, the day before the meeting, he called them in separately and he was telling them, he was like warning them, um, tomorrow, I don't know what's going to be said, but I just know that she's crazy. I don't know why she's doing this to our family. She's everything that comes out of her mouth is going to be a lie. So him saying, of course not. He went right to it and was calling me a liar and crazy, which then his staff thinks now that I'm lying and I'm crazy. And, um, I mean, they'll figure out, they'll hear this and they'll know that he, he did what he was saying he didn't do. Then that was lying about. So I'm not worried what they think about me, but I just think it's important to know that, um, he as a pastor was going and, um, saying all that. And, and calling someone crazy and trying to discredit them, that's going to be a common thing that happens in this and if you're listening and you're going to come out and you're going to speak up, you're going to be labeled crazy because they have no idea what card to play. And they figure if they label you as crazy, someone might believe it and no one's going to believe a crazy person. But I just want you to know that someone may call you crazy, but that doesn't make you wrong. That is in defense to themselves and they're just pulling at wherever they can to get as much leverage as possible. And so calling Elizabeth crazy, it's elementary. That's Mm -hmm. super, that's, that's basic. And if you see that happening, you're going down the right path. What you have to share, they don't want it to be said. Right. Yeah. And and it's not going to happen. No, no, yeah. never, no, no. We love, we love her to, to pieces. We love you guys. Um, what, what I'm trying to figure out, though, in in my mind, is the steps that, the steps that we took at that time, as far as Melissa and I were concerned, involved conversations about all of these things, but not in about, depth. yeah, not in depth. I got it. And, and that's, that's why we we vowed we vowed at that time together to. To literally never bring up those situations ever, ever again. So that way we could, you know, remain healthy and keep going and all that. So what I have to do is I have to figure out, okay, you know, we've, we got plenty of counsel about this years ago. I, this is what, this is how we left things. So now how am I going to not necessarily open the lid back up again but how am i going to open this thing back up in a way that's not going to cause it's not going to cause riffraff but 
Okay, so Elizabeth has some stuff to share right here, but there was a, a key word that I wanted to touch on, and that's that Austin mentioned that he got counsel. And as you're listening, there's going to be certain words and phrases that can be interchangeable with something that's more important, that has more substance. And so in this instance, he may have seek counsel from maybe a counselor, or I don't know. But counsel, seeking counsel is not the same as being having a counselor or seeing a therapist. It's literally talking to someone and then just seeing what their opinion is about the matter. And so someone could, I could talk to my best friend and say, dude, I messed up. I did this. What do you think I should do? And I can interpret that as seeking counsel. And so there's a, I just want to make that distinction because there is a difference and there is a more professional level counseling that someone could seek but that's not what he's referring to, and he is not referring to Elizabeth's situation. My comment was just going to say, again, I didn't know them, so he's not talking about me. I know I keep saying that, but he keeps bringing it up, and it's not true. So I just want to keep um, saying the truth about it so anybody doesn't get confused. Basically rekindling right. some of those. She'll be hurt. Well, maybe. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, integrity is everything. 100%. Everything. So yeah. I know you're gonna, it's going to be tough. But mm-hmm. Yeah. And I, I'm, I'm, I'm as, as crazy as this sounds, I'm thankful for all of that season because it taught me a lot, obviously. And it, it made me get serious about a lot of things. I mean. We all have to grow. Yeah, and there was mistakes that obviously were made, and, you know, it's like, and I and I had to learn from it, and I had to learn a very, very, very tough lesson. And, you know, I, I'm not Elizabeth's dad, but I am more of a dad to her than you are. any, her dad or anybody else has been, yep. and... I, and I, and I, I see I, you that way for sure, too. I will always protect my wife and my kids. Yes. And, and like I said, I don't want this to happen again. Mm-mm. And I, I, I truly believe that it won't. Mm-hmm. But that was the answer. The yeah. two things. Is yeah. I need to apologize to Elizabeth. Mm-hmm. And then have her call me. Mm-hmm. And I'm not going to go into detail, but I want her to tell me what was said. Mm-hmm. And it's all about just making sure things don't happen again. But there has to be some kind of accountability. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. It's scary to think about it, but if you mm-hmm. look back and at your age now, going back, if you saw this happening to your daughter and someone was said, if you tell somebody, mm-hmm. they're going to blame you and not me. That is mm-hmm. a predator-like it is. mentality. Oh, yeah. So right there he's saying it is. Oh, yeah. He's saying that about him being a predator. So, again, that's just another admission that he knows what he is he knows what he was doing and he knows it was predator behavior so that's, that's horrible that's where this is coming about you have my word i'm i'm i mean i i'm gonna figure out a way to make this happen I, with the craziness that's going on right now and moving and all that we are upset as of right now me and kim are resigning our positions Nobody has no want. Right. Okay. Until we get figure out things. Sure. Until we do decide what we're going to do. 
me and Kim were definitely a little bit disappointed. But mm-hmm. well, I mean, I certainly you know would ask that you forgive forgive me. I mean, you know, obviously, yeah, it was big mistakes, you know, and I, I've I've um, I've moved moved on as far as you know, as making sure that my heart was right and you know getting the correction that I needed at the time and all that kind of stuff and so but I mean you know please please you know just forgive me and I, I mean I, I hate that this is you know obviously a, a thing again but it I it's not in my my control you know and I, yeah. I, I know that it, well, it's, but it is but it exists and that's and so well, it's it's become up again because I don't Elizabeth doesn't feel like she's been apologized to uh, counselor knows about it and okay so him apologizing um and you know please forgive me you wouldn't say that if you didn't do it like he's trying to say now that um obviously like i said he said i'm a liar none of this happened then he wouldn't be begging for kevin's forgiveness you know so he's trying to get kevin to forgive him that you're guilty if you're trying to get forgiveness for something. And he, he, there's a statement he said, he goes, he said, I've moved on. Yeah. Of course, think about it. Of course he would want to move on because look what's happening now. Elizabeth's passionate about bringing this to light, starting this podcast and going further with a, you know, just to bring awareness to grooming and what it could do and how it's, abusing a lot of people and he says and i've moved on and i just want you to know if maybe you're a groomer and you're listening right now and you would love to move on because in essence you're saying it's i want it to go away and it's not up to you to move on you can try to forget about it but there's always a little girl or a little boy that grows up and they're gonna say you know what i have something to say And I'm going to make sure a lot of people hear it. And so even though you have moved on, in this case, Elizabeth hadn't moved on. She was dealing with it, and then now she's confronting it. And now, now is the time for you to say something. Not back then, not that you hope, and nothing like that. None of that matters. And then he says um, that that's why he's, he's saying sorry. And, I mean... I don't know, Elizabeth, to me, I've moved on is a pretty, I don't like that statement. Me either. I think, um, of course, of course one would want to, of course one would want it to go away. And after a few years, you almost would tell yourself it, it has gone away and you try to just continue. And I'm, I'm, I'm not, I mean, I'm against that. That that's not good. So let's continue. The things that were said was that this needs to resolve. Needs to be a better... Yeah, because the apologies did take place way back then. But, of course, that's a lot different when yeah, you're... she was a child. Yeah, yeah. And now she's an adult. And it needs and, to be different. Yeah. I mean... Yeah, I can I can certainly see that. I agree with that. Yeah. And she, she probably genuinely needs that for, you know, for her heart's sake. Sure. Yeah, I, I, I agree with that. She's 22, but she went through a lot. We know. She went she went through it. 
Um, I'm glad we were there in the way that we were there for her, you know. And then, of course, things came different. I just, I, I don't wish that you were there the way you were at the time. That that definitely well, was it not turned, okay. turned into yeah. that. At first, it would have been just fine and should have stayed that way, but, you know. Now I see why all of these other people, they, that, that's why they have these things set up in place, you know. And we've got all of that. And, I mean, and, and we've even got, gosh, we've got all kinds of insurance for the church, too, for these kind of things and all mm-hmm. and yeah. all of that as well. Because, you know, like those things happen in churches, you yeah. know, and, uh, and those things have to be prevented. Um, but everybody has to be protected, you know, too, at the same time. And, you know, if, if a teacher inappropriately touches a a little baby or whatever or a kid and they say something we got we have to be protected you know they make a mistake yeah they make a mistake and they'll get their butt fried for it but we got to protect you know the church i say pray about it let's let's move past this we want to put this to to rest yeah and be done with it Mm -hmm. okay uh elizabeth's ready to move on me and kim are ready to move on we we have to make amends with with ourselves and god you got to look at Kim, what she's doing. It's mm-hmm. beating her up. Mm-hmm. I tell you, it's tearing her up inside. Mm-hmm. She drove you, her to your house so many times. Mm-hmm. And now, here's her head spinning. Spinning, thinking, yeah. What did I do to my daughter? Yeah. Put yourself in her shoes. Yeah. So this is tough. You hurt a lot of people mm-hmm. in this. Yeah. And, well, let's get it behind us. Yeah. Okay? Yeah, absolutely, man. So I just wanted to share that on... Um, this podcast, I think it's extremely important, um, not only for the the people that are going to figure out about the situation, if that makes sense, but also for someone else who will eventually um, confront whoever did this. It kind of gives you a, um, an insight on how they're going to try to downplay, um, even though they're quote-unquote confessing to what they did they're still gonna throw in lies in there um, to try to make themselves sound better when you first heard this how did how did it make you feel when you heard him talking to kevin oh my gosh so it it took me a long time to listen to it honestly um my first time listening to it was with um y'all here um i just couldn't at first because i I don't, I don't like hearing his voice. It's still hard for me to listen to like during this episode. Um, but listening it, listening to it the first time, obviously it made me mad. It grossed me out, but, um, I wish I would have listened to it a little bit sooner just because, um, Kevin didn't know, like he was lying about this, this and that. Um, Kevin was just trusting him like, Oh, they did get counsel. Um, he has apologized all these things and I don't know I just it it was very hard to listen to and it made me angry but I'm glad I listened to it um it shows me because up until I had I heard him that this confession he had um been denying it and telling everybody I was lying and he wouldn't confess to it um, in person, but then hearing this, he he full on knows what he did. He 
is apologizing for it. He realizes it's bad. So, because honestly, it was making me feel a little bit crazy. Like, am I making this a bigger deal than it was? And um, should I just let it go? Um, but then hearing this, it's like, no, I'm I'm not crazy. He was kind of winning at that for a second. But no, I'm not crazy. I'm not a liar. This is what happened. And people need to know. That's my big thing. Like, his congregation needs to know. Um, his staff, who who is believing him, thinking that I'm lying, um, they need to hear this. It's important that people know who they're following and who they're learning from and who they're working for. But also, it's important <clears throat> for everybody to hear how a predator talks. So, I know it'll help. It's helped me. Um, it'll help specifically his church and then it'll also help anybody else who has no idea who I am or who he is um get some key things to to know if they um confront their person or come forward knowing what they're getting into and there there's another recording that's going to be coming up maybe on the next episode or the one after that there was a meeting whenever everyone was in the room those people from the church Elizabeth her parents and a few other people that were in there. And that's where she read her confession from the previous episode. And so you're going to be able to hear another aspect of this whole, of Elizabeth's whole story. And we're trying to do our best to put everything we have on us out there so that you can learn from it. Not, not to judge us or to, that we're trying to manipulate Elizabeth's story to favor us. But we, at the end of the day, we're just trying to say that grooming is happening and it leads to a very bad place and we want it to stop. That's, to me, that's what Elizabeth wants to accomplish. And so Elizabeth finished today's episode by telling people about what this pain has turned into passion. What do you want this movement, right? The Hear mm -hmm. Me Now movement, the Hear Me Now podcast and organization what is that representing and what do you want it to be? So I wasn't passionate about this at all until um, October of 2021. Um, I just want people to be heard. Um, it's a terrible feeling to be silenced and then have this on your shoulders for so many years. Like I, I've been through it. I understand it. So and I don't want to see them win. You know, like, I, don't, I know that that kind of sounds, um, I don't know how that sounds, but I don't want the person who has been abusing and causing so much um, trauma in somebody's life to feel like they're winning again over someone if they try to come forward and um, they manipulate it and talk down about it and nobody believes the person coming forward. So I just want to be... Um, someone that people can come to to get help about coming forward and um, to have someone walk alongside them and believe them 100%. And um, just I'm just someone else that has gone through the same thing. I'm, I'm nobody special, but if, if I had someone um, that I'm, you know, trying to be whenever I was um, – younger I think I would have come forward sooner I wouldn't have felt so alone and so that's my big thing I just want to 
spread awareness and um, show y'all how often this happens and how often they do take it a step further. Because this isn't a, a rare occurrence and it needs to be talked about more. Like, it's crazy to me that it'll be kind of, you know, popular, like in the church world, like it'll come forward, but then it just dissolves and, you know, they're back to preaching every Sunday and nothing, um, they don't get in any trouble or anything. And that's what I'm trying to stop. And we've done a few podcasts kind of sharing your story. Tell me a little bit about what you've learned these past few episodes, something that's changed inside of you or just some, something new that you've discovered about yourself. Um, I never thought that I would one be on a podcast cause I'm not, uh, I'm not like an extrovert. I don't talk a lot, but I would never think that I'd be on a podcast, but I also wouldn't think that I'd be the type of person to, um, start an organization to, be the leader of something, um, just that I'm doing all this is crazy to me, but, um, I've learned that it is so important and I just need to get over, um, being scared to speak and, uh, I need to just need to take that role on, but I've just learned about myself that it's not as bad as I thought it was going to be. Um, and I think a lot of people need to hear that, like, it's going to be okay. It's going to be hard, but the outcome is going to be worth it. And if like, let's say at the end of this, I don't, he doesn't get in trouble and whatever. Um, people are still going to know, like, we're going to put this podcast out there and that's all we can do. Right. So we're just going to get the word out. And, um, yeah, I don't know if that answered your question. I kind of went on a little tangent. And so Thank you for, for listening. There's more to come. The podcast is going to touch on different stories, different situations. If you have, if you want to overcome it, if you want to speak out, this is the platform that you can do it. Reach out to us yeah. and learn from it. Share it with someone. You, you This might be a podcast that helps someone and guide them through this hard time. And as far as today's episode, don't forget, just as soon as we finish out this part of the episode, the full confession is going to be on on the backside of this episode so that you can listen to it entirely and just so that you can understand it a little bit better. Final thoughts, Elizabeth, and then we will close out this episode. So my final thoughts are, I just want to thank everybody who has been listening to this podcast and sharing this podcast. Um, our goal is to help as many people as we can. So like Sam said, right into us, that's the whole purpose of this. So, um, yeah, just, I want to thank everybody for taking their time out of their day to listen to my story. I know, um, you're probably tired of hearing it, but, um, later on in a, in a couple more episodes, I mean, my story is not even going to be a thing that we talk about anymore we're just going to keep going forward and trying to make this as big as we can the movement um so yeah I just wanted to thank everybody for listening especially to today's episode this is one that's I think it's the most important that we get out there so thank you and we'll see you on the next one well I asked you to come here because I have a problem and I wanted to run it by you. Okay. So, um, and trust me, this is super hard 
to sure. talk about. Uh, is all I want is transparency. This is mm-hmm. a conversation between me and you. Sure. I'd like for you to tell me about you and Elizabeth mm-hmm. several years ago. Yeah. And what happened, what took place, and it just was brought to my attention Sunday. Okay. Several people that know about it, I didn't know. I just, it just hurts me. And I mm-hmm. want to know, I want to hear from you. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And I'm, by no means, I'm asking for anything other than just transparency. Oh, I wanna, yeah. I want to get this behind us. Oh, yeah, for sure. Yeah. Forward, so. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, I'll tell you straight up. I mean, there there was nothing inappropriate as far as um, physical anything. Right. Um, the only thing that ever transpired was conversations between her and I, um, which... So to kind of give you a background of, of this, I were going through a really difficult time. That's and we were basically just, we were on the brink of destruction, basically. Um, and things were really, really, really rough. And uh, she was pregnant with and was um, sent on bed rest. But something was going on with her, with the pregnancy. So she's on bed rest. She's having a hard time. We're having a hard time. We're going through several things that are very, very difficult in our marriage. And um, I had a very, 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 well, we both did. We both had a very, very, very strong connection with all three of those girls. They watched the kids all the time. They babysat, this and that, all different kinds of things. And so for us, those three with them were the strongest of any relationship we had with any other student. And so we were very, very, very close. And probably, and of course, with this situation, yes, but probably too close as youth pastors to the students, um, specifically those three. Um, Because we let them stay the night at our house all the time, all kinds of stuff. So anyways, um, we were going through it, and basically it was my fault, but I started talking to Elizabeth in a way of like, you know, hey, if my relationship with doesn't work out, you know, who knows, maybe something could transpire here, which again, inappropriate, completely inappropriate. Um, and so we started having basically conversations like that. Um, never anything that was, um, bad as far as, um, God, I don't even know how to describe it, but basically it was just dreaming up, if you will, just talking. Gotcha. And that's all it was. And really when, it, when you, when I, when I go back and think about it, like all that was, was me talking out of my own hurt and my own mess that I was in and basically positioning myself in a worse situation. And so finally, uh, when it, finally I just basically came to the conclusion, like this has got to stop. Um, I am going to get in massive amount of loads of trouble and so is she, you know, yeah. and then, you know, I'm going to lose my marriage and all kinds of stuff like this has got to right. come to an end. But basically just one day just completely cut it off and that was it. And so really the relationship then with Elizabeth was never really the same after that. It was always kind of a standoffish, um, you know, I'm, I'm here, but I'm not here type thing. You know, I'm, I'm present. Um, and so then, of course, when we left the Glory Church, then that was really it. I mean, we, she completely stopped talking to us entirely because we also, aside from that situation, we broke their hearts by 
having to leave the Glory Church. And we were going out to Allen to take jobs out there. So they were all, especially those three, were devastated. They were they were they were crushed by it. And so basically it's taken God, what is it now? I mean, all these years to rebuild relationship back up. Specifically with her, it's taken many years for Elizabeth to to come around. And um, and so, you know, there was apologies that were that took place, you know, please forgive me, I forgive you, like all that kind of stuff um, happened and we, you know, and, and the rest basically is history. Um, so when you guys, when you, when, when, well, first of all, when she started coming back around, um, we were very thankful. We were grateful because it didn't have to be that way, right. you know, um, for every reason. It didn't have to be that way. She didn't have to come back around. And I guess really at the end of it, we... Oh gosh, nice to Hello? Hey. So, we talked, and there's some answers that we were wanting to have. Sure. One of them, and some understanding, too. Um, I mean, Elizabeth was, what, 15, 16 years old at the time? And, uh, I mean, and they probably. were going through the divorce and her biggest thing probably. is this, that you're in a position of power, mm-hmm. a minister at the mm-hmm. time mm-hmm. and you're kind of held to a different standard. Absolutely. And it was, she was really looking at you as kind of like a father figure. Yeah. Uh, she needed the church mm-hmm. and she needed friends yeah. at that time yeah. and so she feels like and, and you know Kim and myself feel like at that time that things were kind of mischievous mm-hmm. and there was a, a certain thing that was said that really triggered me mm-hmm. and that is if the church finds out they're going to blame you mm-hmm. not you but Elizabeth now how was that said now if somebody finds out or anybody finds out, this that was the, said at that time. Back then, oh, that damn. that if somebody finds out, the church is going to blame you, not me. Oh wow! That coming from you. Okay. Well, I don't remember saying that at all. Um, well, that stuck in her head because Elizabeth shares everything with them girls. Oh yeah, were, yeah, yeah, and, yeah. Uh, and so this is why it took so long for her to come to us about this mm-hmm. because she felt ashamed. Mm-hmm. Hurt. Yeah, and, absolutely. And, uh, you know, she was more afraid about what was going to happen. You know, we started the church with you and stuff like mm-hmm, that. And, mm-hmm. uh, and that type of verbiage being said is manipulative. Absolutely. And predator mm-hmm, state. Mm-hmm. If someone says that, if I say something, if something comes out, it's my fault. Yeah. Taking the blame off of them, mm-hmm. which at that time means that you knew what you were doing. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I mean, you were an adult. Right. So, that being said, what I'd like for this to, to happen, mm-hmm. and I'd like to keep this, I don't want to hurt the church. No. I don't want to hurt the congregation. I don't want mm-hmm. to hurt anything. But there are certain things that need to be done. Elizabeth needs to be apologized to. Absolutely. Yeah. Okay. And this one's going to be the hard one. Mm-hmm. I believe she needs to know. Mm-hmm. So, so she. So, let me just say something about that. With it being in connection to what we were going through at that time, mm-hmm. we sought plenty of counsel. 
um, from multiple pastors and people that were in our life at the time that helped us walk through that process. Gotcha. Those, those men of God that we confided in, they knew. Did they know what you were doing? Everything. You were pretty much grooming a 15, 16 year old girl to become your wife when she turns 18. Right. Right. Because there's there's those different com- ways those of, conversations did transpire. Yes. And to a 15, 16 year old girl, let's look at this from mm-hmm. your standpoint. Your daughter mm-hmm. is going to church. As a youth minister, it's doing exactly what you did mm-hmm. to her. How would you feel? Yeah, absolutely. And what would you want? Yeah. Let me ask you a tough question. And it should be fairly simple. Have you said or done anything like this to any other girl? Oh no, absolutely not. No, okay. no, no. I think what I think what happened was that, like I said, we were too close. Well, with yeah. with with all three of them. Yeah. We we were we were we I. The, the bottom line is that I positioned myself, mm-hmm. and I understand that, in a way that should have never transpired. Absolutely. You know, regardless of what the situation is, that that's a decision that at the time I made. Now, as far as the statement that was manipulative, which I believe is 100% manipulative, mm-hmm. I don't recall ever saying that. If I said it, then you know, obviously, Lord, Lord, forgive me in Jesus' name. But I don't, I don't recall saying it. But I'm not saying I yeah. didn't say that because it was so long ago. It was a long time ago. Yeah, and and and, and so you know, much has happened since are, then. It's like, oh my gosh. You know, as a a man of God, I prayed about this. Yeah, hard. Yeah, hard. For I mean, you can understand how upset mm-hmm. the family is, mm-hmm. and. Me and Kim thought about it, talked about it, and we Gotta said if her. we have to not just protect her, but in case. Mm-hmm. And this is this is what we came up with at the prayers: is if we give you the opportunity to talk to to tell her about what took place. Mm-hmm. Okay, it's been years. I'm sure your your marriage is strong enough to, mm-hmm. to withstand this. Uh, that I would like for her to talk to me and tell mm-hmm. me that. What's been done has been done. Mm -hmm. It's over with. But the reason why I say this is because Mm -hmm. she'll see if there's signs in the future. I'm Mm -hmm. not saying that you would. No. But as a man to protect other people and not get anybody else involved, that would be the ideal thing. The only two things was, you know, at the time it took place... She needed somebody, like I said, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and and that we. She was really hurt, and she still is hurt. Yeah, uh, we tried I, to help I would her like that. as best as we could to walk through that whole process well, with her dad. Well, and that, that was time, tough. Yes, it is. But at the time, she really was looking for that mm-hmm, from you, and mm-hmm. then it's, I think it was really, really, definitely. You said it. Not appropriate for you. Mm-hmm. a man of your stature being held accountable to a higher standard, mm-hmm. but also talking to three teenage girls mm-hmm. and and tell them about your marital stat problems and everything. Mm-hmm. Just so wrong. Yeah, no, it, it was. It and was. There's even one thing that stuck in her head that what took place in New Mexico. Mm-hmm. You know, you know just all these little things. So I don't want to go any further, but I, I'm asking you to talk to.
and have her call me. Okay. By Saturday. Okay. Uh, okay. I'm asking because I need it done now. I need to know that that this is never going to happen again. Oh, a hundred percent. Yeah. And if I'm asking for this for one reason, and that is to ensure, just give us peace of mind that this is never going to happen again. And this is very, very important mm-hmm. to me. Mm-hmm. Right here, what I'm about to say is, I don't want to hear ever any kind of bashing Mm-mm. towards Elizabeth. No. My, my family Mm-mm. or anyone at all. Yeah. And, and it's just not going to happen. No, no, yeah. never. No, no, we love, we love her to, to pieces. We love you guys. Um, what, what I'm trying to figure out though, in, in my mind is the steps that, the steps that we took at that time, as far as and I was concerned, involved conversations about all of these things, but not in about, depth. yeah, not in depth. I got it. And, and that's, that's why we, we vowed we vowed at that time together to to literally never bring up those situations ever ever again. So that way we could you know remain healthy and keep going and all it. that. So what I have to do is I have to figure out okay, you know we've we got plenty of counsel about this years ago. I this is what this is how we left things. So now. How am I going to not necessarily open the lid back up again, but how am I going to open this thing back up in a way that's not going to cause, it's not going to cause riffraff, but basically rekindling some of those. She'll be hurt. Well, maybe. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, integrity is everything. 100%. Everything. So I know it's going to be tough, but Mm -hmm. yeah. And I, I'm, I'm, I'm as, as crazy as this sounds, I'm thankful for all of that season because it taught me a lot, obviously, and it it made me get serious about a lot of things. I mean, we all have to grow. Yeah, and there was mistakes that obviously were made, and you know, it's like, and I and I had to learn from it, and I had to learn a very, very, very tough lesson. And you know, I. I'm not Elizabeth's dad, but I am more of a dad to her than you are. Any her dad or anybody else has been, yep. and I and I and see I, you that way for sure too. I will always protect my wife and my kids. Yes, and and like I said, I don't want this to happen again, mm-hmm. and I, I I truly believe that it won't. Mm-hmm. But that was the answer. The yeah. two things. Was, yeah, I need. Apologize to Elizabeth, mm-hmm. and then have her call me. Mm-hmm. And I'm not going to go into detail, but I want her to tell me what was said. Mm-hmm. And it's all about just making sure things don't happen again. But there has to be some kind of accountability. Mm-hmm. Yeah, okay. yeah. It's scary to think about it, but if you mm-hmm. look back and at your age now, going back, if you saw this happening to your daughter, and something was said, if you tell somebody. Mm-hmm. They're gonna blame you, not me. That is a mm-hmm. predator-like it is. mentality. Oh yeah, yeah. So that's, that's horrible. That's where this is coming about. You have my word. I'm. I'm. I mean, I, I'm gonna figure out a way to make this happen I, with the craziness that's going on right now and moving and all yeah. that. We are upset as of right now. Me and Kim are resigning our positions at the church. Okay. Mm-hmm. Nobody has no want. Right. Okay. Until we get figured out.
Sure. Until we do decide what we're going to do. Yeah. It took a lot for me to come here and do this. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. The way that I did. Yeah. Because yeah. Elizabeth was afraid of other things. <laughs> and she, like, she just didn't want me to to lose my cool or nothing like that, but I'm just not who I am. No. I don't do that, and I guess... If we have a relationship, it's different. If we didn't have a relationship, it would not necessarily you know, look that way or whatever. Go, go there mm-hmm. and... Yeah, you know, we there's, would... there's There's one person at fault. Right. And you know better not to... You know what God says, mm-hmm. you know what the prayer says, and what we're supposed to do as men. Mm-hmm. And, uh, Me and Kim are definitely a little bit disappointed, but mm-hmm. I'm grateful that it's the past. It's mm-hmm. not present. <laughs> present, yeah. because yeah, you'd have be really every right to, you know, have me on the ground yeah. here. You know, I wouldn't do that. But uh, that's not who I am. I, I don't do that. Yeah. But uh, uh, if it was somebody else, they probably would. You know. But and that, but that's not just you. That would be anybody. Oh, Any man would do that. Oh, but but there has to be some kind of accountability. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And that, that's a big reason why. We, if I was let's put let's put it in this situation. Let's not say it's you. It's someone else. Mm-hmm. And I walked away and I said, "There's no accountability to it." Mm-hmm. The next thing you know, there's another girl and another mm-hmm. girl mm-hmm. and another girl. Okay. Mm-hmm. So where mm-hmm. I feel like I was put in a situation to resolve a matter mm-hmm. instead of prolonging I thought it would I'm just saying I, I've I've um, I've moved moved on as far as you know as making sure that my heart was right and you know getting the correction that I needed at the time and all that kind of stuff and so Good. my grandparents who you know were the pastors at the time they knew about our situation and all that and there was certainly punishment so to speak and there was things that I had to walk through and you know that nothing that was fun at all you know and so um, no well I mean I certainly you know would ask that you forgive forgive me I mean you know obviously you know big mistakes you know and I I've I've um I've moved moved on as far as you know, as making sure that my heart was right, and you know, getting the correction that I needed at the time, and all that kind of stuff. And so, but I mean, you know, please, please, you know, just forgive me. And I, I mean, I, I hate that this is, you know, obviously a, a thing again, but it, I, it's not in my my control, you know. And I, yeah. I know that, it well, is, but it, but it exists, and that's, and so well, it's. It's become up again because I don't. Elizabeth doesn't feel like she's been apologized to. Mm. Uh, counselor knows about it, and one of the things that was said was that this needs to resolve. Needs to be a better, yeah, because the apologies did take place way back then, but of course that's a lot different when, when you're she was a child. Yeah, yeah. And now she's an adult, and it needs and, to be different. Yeah. I mean. Yeah, I can I can certainly see that. I agree with that. Yeah. And she she probably genuinely needs that for you know, for her heart's sake. Sure. Yeah, I I, I agree with that. She's twenty two but she went through a lot. We know. 
she went she went through it um, I'm glad we were there in the way that we were there for her you know and then of course things became different I just I, I don't wish that you were there the way you were at the time that that definitely well it's not turned, okay turned into yeah. that at first it would have been just fine and should have stayed that way but you know I had I had zero accountability zero I mean we you know and, and that's and, and I'm not blaming my grandfather but he the church itself and him zero accountability still to this day just didn't operate that way so we didn't understand that and didn't see it at the time and didn't even see the importance of it until something happens right and then you're like oh wow I see why all of these other people they, that, that's why they have these things set up in place you know and we've got all of that and I mean and, and we've even got gosh we got all kinds of insurance for the church too for these kind of things and all mm-hmm. yeah. and all of that as well because you know like those things happen in churches you yeah. know and uh, and those things have to be prevented um, but everybody has to be protected you know too at the same time and you know if, if a teacher inappropriately touches a, a little baby or whatever or, or a kid and they say something we got we have to be protected you know There's they HR make a mistake yeah they make so. a mistake and they'll get their butt fried for it but we got to protect you but, know the church and you know know that certainly I am accountable and got plenty of guys that will beat my butt if I do anything stupid um, that's, well, that's kind of how we positioned ourselves though is the man oh yeah yeah the lord obviously but we also are accountable to you know several pastors in our lives um that are that know that you know that well they have the power and authority to basically you know do whatever they got to do to step in if, if something were to ever transpire and take place um so i'm grateful for that um and so we we do have that in our in our lives um and after all that took place we obviously set many many boundaries that we've kept to this day and some people don't understand them but and it's not their business you know but we've set boundaries that have helped to prevent these kind of issues from transpiring mm-hmm. um and we'll always stick to that because i know what it did for me you know and i've got to make sure that i'm accountable for sure so let's move past this we want to put this to, to rest yeah and be done with it mm-hmm. okay uh elizabeth ready to move on me and Kim are ready to move on. We we have to make amends with with ourselves and God. And you got to look at Kim, what she's doing. It's mm-hmm. beating her up. Mm-hmm. I'll tell you, it's tearing her up inside. Mm-hmm. She drove you, her to your house so many times, mm-hmm. and now here's her head spinning, spinning, thinking, "Yeah, what did I do to my daughter?" Yeah, put yourself in her shoes. Yeah, so this is tough. You hurt a lot of people mm-hmm. in this. Yeah, and, well, let's get it behind us. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, absolutely, man.